Welcome to Good Faith Reads. I'm your host, Cliff Vaughn, media producer at Good Faith Media. Good Faith Reads is a short podcast released twice a month in which we focus on one of our book authors at Good Faith Media. We've published more than 100 titles under our Nurturing Faith book imprint, and we invite you to check them out at goodfaithmedia.org bookstore. Today's guest is Bruce Salmon, author of Easter. It's the latest installment in his Spelunking Scripture book series, which explores important passages of the Bible. Bruce is joining us remotely from Bowie, Maryland. Bruce, it's nice to see you. Thanks, Cliff. It's great to be with you again. Bruce, as I noted, this book on Easter is part of your larger Spelunking Scripture series of books. Other installments look at Christmas or the letters of Paul or Acts and the general epistles. This one, Easter, has 12 chapters. Each chapter includes three sermons that deal with focal passages about Easter and the resurrection of Jesus. I wonder if you could talk for a moment about Easter and the Christian faith, and then, because you pastored Village Baptist Church in Bowie, Maryland for 33 years, I'm curious if preaching about Easter got harder or easier as the years went by, or is that not even a relevant question? Those are good questions. In the introduction to the book, I wrote, the resurrection of Jesus is the linchpin of the Christian faith. As Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 15, If Christ hasn't been raised, then your faith is worthless. And so without Easter, there would be no church and there'd be no Christian faith. As you said, uh, preaching about Easter over the course of 33 years as pastor of the same church was always a challenge because most people already knew the story and they had already heard me preach about it many times. The challenge was finding new connections between the story of Easter and our lives today. And that essentially is what the book is about. The chapters proceed and parallel the passages as we find them in Christian scriptures. So chapters 1 and 2, the book of Matthew. Chapter 3, Mark. Chapters 4, 5, and 6, Luke. And then almost the last half of the book, chapters 7 through 12, covers John. Do you have a favorite gospel writer or gospel passage when it comes to Easter? And if so, why? Well, you got it, because since half the book is devoted to the resurrection and post-resurrection stories in the Gospel of John, I suppose John would be my favorite gospel writer. The story in John 20 of the risen Jesus appearing to Mary Magdalene outside the empty tomb has always spoken to me. It's so personal. Jesus called her by name, and that is when she knew who he was. One message of that encounter is that Jesus calls us by name. He knows who we are, and he really cares about us. That's a pretty powerful takeaway. He calls each of us by name. In this book, as in others, you weave personal stories and the stories of others into your textual analysis. I'm curious, in all of your experience, is there a particular story, either one of your own or one you've observed, that speaks to you more than others about the idea of resurrection? Well, near the end of One Good Friday, I was moving a large wooden cross from the church sanctuary to the narthex. 
the cross had been in the shadows for our Maundy Thursday worship service. And at the end of Good Friday, I was carrying the cross on my back down the center aisle and out into the foyer. Uh, carrying the cross was my own way of remembering the way of sorrows when Jesus carried his cross on Good Friday. But beyond the devotional aspect of it, there was a practical purpose. Members of the flower committee were coming in on Saturday morning to decorate the church for Easter, and they needed the cross in the foyer as the focal point for their placement of flowers there. Well, the wooden cross was about eight feet tall and it fit into a base so that it could stand upright. And after I'd carried the cross into the foyer and laid it down, I went back into the sanctuary to retrieve the base. As I was stationing the base in the middle of the foyer, I backed up to make sure that it was centered. I was so focused on getting the stand situated that I forgot I had laid the cross down on the floor. As I was backing up, I tripped over the cross, lost my balance, and hit the floor. As I lay on the floor, my first instinct was to look around to make sure no one had seen me fall. Fortunately, no one was around to witness my embarrassment. Even more fortunately, I was not seriously hurt. The only consolation is that I'm not the first person to get tripped up by the cross. In 1 Corinthians 1, 23, Paul wrote, but we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles. To Jews and Greeks, the cross seemed to be a sign of failure and defeat. But after Jesus was raised from the dead, his followers came to recognize the cross not as a sign of defeat, but as a sign of victory. Through his death on the cross, Jesus forgave our sins. Yet without the resurrection, his death would mean nothing more than a miscarriage of justice. It was the resurrection which turned the cross from a stumbling block into the preeminent symbol of God's love. A personal story about tripping over the cross. Thank you, Bruce. We'll be right back with more Good Faith Reads. Rainforest, volcanoes, coastlines with crystal blue water, fresh fruit and seafood. Join Good Faith Media for an immersive experience on Hawaii's Big Island. Discover brilliant night skies with our friend, astrophysicist Paul Wallace. Explore and have fun with your small group of adventurers. Join us May 21st through the 28th. Learn more at faithexperiences.org. Welcome back to Good Faith Reads. Today we're joined remotely by Bruce Salmon, author of the Good Faith Media book, Easter. I'm Cliff Vaughn of Good Faith Media. 
Bruce, does writing a book about Easter change your thinking about it? Or put it another way, was writing this book and collecting and editing a lifetime of sermons crucially different from writing the sermons when you were pastor in terms of your thinking about the meaning of Easter? Let me answer by telling about a recent experience. Last Saturday, I went with my wife and our daughter and some friends to see the musical Jesus Christ Superstar at the Kennedy Center here in Washington, D.C. It was an excellent production, but the ending of the musical was stark. After Jesus died on the cross, the theater went dark. No surprise there. But immediately after that, the lights came back on and the cast appeared on the stage to receive their applause. There was no hint that there was anything beyond the death of Jesus. And this was unlike the original movie version of the musical where there was at least some ambiguity about what came next. At the Kennedy Center, the production ended with the crucifixion. Jesus died on the cross. The theater went dark and it was over and done with. Well, frankly, if that were the end of the story, that would have been the end of the Jesus movement. If that were the end of the story, there would have been no church, no Christian faith, no hope of life eternal. But of course, as Christians, we know that the death of Jesus was not the end of the story. And that's what the book is about, is about what happened next. Well, your experience with Jesus Christ Superstar leads perfectly into my next question, because I love the section of the book in which you talk about eucatastrophe. Tell readers more about this word, its history, and its relevance to a book on Easter. A eucatastrophe was coined by the Oxford professor of medieval languages, J.R.R. Tolkien, and we remember him for his novels, The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings trilogy. Tolkien created the word eucatastrophe by joining the Greek prefix eu, meaning good, with the English word catastrophe. So it's a good catastrophe. It's kind of like the word eulogy that comes from the Greek words you and logos, meaning good word. A eulogy is a good word that about someone who has died, and eucatastrophe is about the sudden good turn in a story that is a glimpse of the underlying reality or truth. The resurrection of Jesus was the supreme eucatastrophe because it turned tragedy into triumph. Death was not the end. A eucatastrophe took place. An important note to all of our listeners, we at Good Faith Media are always accepting book proposals. Our authors engage with an experienced team of editors, designers, and marketers to produce and sell books on a variety of topics. If you have a book proposal you'd like to run by us, head on over to goodfaithmedia.org bookstore for more information. That's goodfaithmedia.org bookstore. Bruce, we'd love to hear you read one of your favorite passages from the book. Can you read us a favorite piece and tell us why? 
Yes, this is from that chapter on eucatastrophe. The resurrection of Jesus does not mean that our lives will suddenly become easy or problem-free. Life is still vulnerable upon this earth, and into many lives, sorrow and even tragedy comes. But the resurrection of Jesus means that sorrow and tragedy are not the final word. Near the end of Tolkien's book, The Hobbit, during the Battle of the Five Armies, the day seems lost. Hordes of goblins and wolves are about to overwhelm the dwarves, the elves, and the human forces. Bilbo Baggins, the hobbit, almost in despair, looks to the west where the sun is setting, and with it, their hopes for the future. But as he looks, Bilbo gives a great cry, for he sees a sight that makes his heart leap. Dark shapes are approaching against the distant glow. The eagles, Bilbo shouts, the eagles are coming. Their rescue is at hand. When the women saw the risen Jesus, their hearts leaped and a wild hope rose within them, as Tolkien's good friend C.S. Lewis wrote in the Chronicles of Narnia. Somehow, everything would turn out all right. Easter means that our rescue is at hand. Our guest today on Good Faith Reads has been Bruce Simon, author of Easter part of Bruce's Spelunking Scripture book series. The book, along with more than a hundred other titles, is available as both a print book and ebook at goodfaithmedia.org bookstore. Bruce, we appreciate you being our guest today. Thanks, Cliff. If our listeners would like to learn more about the Spelunking Scripture series, they can check out the website spelunkingscripture.com. Thank you, Bruce.